Welcome to episode 11 of the Vegas Talking Business Podcast, guys. Today we've got Sky. Sky, the founder of the Australian company, The Tea Whisperer, which was born out of appreciation for courage, compassion, and connection. Sky talks about how she was born into a family that was heavily impacted by mental health, which taught her a lot. It taught her that if she could personally do something every single day to lighten just one person's day when they were experiencing one of their darkest moments, then she had no choice but to do this business that is so beautifully revolved around raising awareness for mental health and giving back. What started off as a small business and a little side hustle to now one of the most recognized teas on social media and the most delicious, you're going to love hearing how Sky built this awesome business from the ground up around a full-time job and of course her personal life story. You can connect with Sky on Instagram and via her website. Links to all of Sky's social media platforms are down in the show notes below. And don't forget, guys, this podcast is actually a vlogcast, meaning that you can go and watch each and every single interview by heading over to our YouTube channel. Links for all of these are also below in the podcast notes and on our website. You can connect with us over at www.babestalkingbusiness.com or you can catch us on the Babes Talking Business Instagram at Babes Talking Business, where we do a shout out of the week every single week. Are you a budding entrepreneur or a small business owner looking to boost your brand's visibility? then head over to our BTB podcast channel on the iTunes app and leave us a five-star review for your chance to be the shout out of the week over on our Instagram channel. Don't forget to leave your Instagram handle and or your website so we can link you and our tribe can find you too. Get ready for some epic inspo, guys. This is such a good episode. I cannot wait for you to hear from Sky. Enjoy. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, how are you guys? Good. I'm so excited for our guys to hear from you. We've got Sky from the beautiful Tea Whisperer with us today. Hi. Hi. I'm super excited to talk to you guys. I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth, so I just say sorry in advance. I'm sure it'll be funny. You always crack me up. No pressure. No pressure to be funny then. Okay. So for people who are tuning in, um, I'd love for you to kind of tell them a little bit about your story. Where What were you doing for work, let's say maybe four years ago? Oh, okay. So four years ago, I was a corporate girl. I was, I'd always aimed really high to move up the corporate ladder. And I was working in a company where I was running the whole of the Queensland branch, but with an amazing support team. Um, Four years ago, there was some stuff that happened in my personal life and it changed the direction of everything. And I really started to question what I was doing both in my personal life and in my professional life. And it sort of started, I guess, the clogs turning over. And I I was like, oh, God, could I really be bothered to get up and sit in a boardroom and have someone tell me that I shouldn't send an email and I should really get up from my desk and, like, go and talk to that person? I was like, guys, there's bigger issues in the world than keeping me in a boardroom to drink really bad tasting tea for like an hour like this is so boring um and I was you know of course because I was only 21 (laughs) definitely not 21 um but it was you know did I really want to be doing this for the next 40 years of my life and it was no the answer was no I didn't know what I wanted to do but I just knew that wasn't it um, so I guess the tea whisperer was then at that stage, it wasn't even a glimmer in my eye. It was the, it was just 
sort of something that I knew. I loved tea um, and I loved drinking it and I was a little old lady trapped in a young person's body. <laughs> so I was like, well, how do I, how do I make this into something? Um, and, and so then I started to push the boundaries on things and I, I started doing things in my personal life to, to really question who I was. Like, did I want to suddenly be this amazing yoga instructor that had amazing gym clothes and looked glamorous? Well, that's just never going to be me. Um, did I want to be this high flyer that, um, you know, had run the corporate ladder and was just an absolute mogul and was traveling all over the world, um, earning six figures. No, that, that didn't bother me and interest me either. Um, so it was then, you know, testing, well, where did I want to live? Did I want to live on, you know, the coast and be able to ride my bike to work? Did I want to travel on a train? Did I want to drive in a nice car? And all that stuff sounds really silly, but it's not until you start to form those ideas that then you're like, wow, I don't want to work Monday to Friday from nine to five. I want to work on a Saturday and have a Wednesday off because it means I can go to Coles and I can go grocery shopping without every other person in Coles. Like, yeah. oh my God, it's so boring. <laughs> it means I don't have to deal with as many kids in the checkout line saying, Mom, can I please have a milky bar? No. <laughs> so um, that, that was sort of, I guess, how it started and then just evolved over time. Then I had all these crazy ideas of like what I thought I could do. Like, oh my God, I could be a florist. No, Sky, you don't know anything about being a florist. Mm -hmm. Or, um, hmm, maybe I could be a makeup artist. No, Sky, you don't even wear makeup. Like, <laughs> this is like, so then I started to come up with what can I do that I really like to do, but then also mm. would pay my mortgage because yeah. I'm not going to lie. That's a really big thing. The bank needs you to pay. Like, you know, life is expensive. Being an adult is boring. You've got to pay bills. So yeah. <laughs> what could I do that would pay my bills, but that I really wanted to get up every day and do and I wanted to do the boring stuff just as much as I wanted to do the fun stuff yeah and so that was it they're really cool questions to ask yourself I think so many women and women that we talk to in business as well like they get to that point where they, they kind of realize they're stuck in that mundane mm. rat race like oh I'm doing the nine yeah. to five or I'm, yeah. I'm not lit up and I'm working on somebody else's time and under their instructions but what would I actually be doing? So there's some really cool questions to kind of get you yeah. pondering and thinking a little bit bigger. And I know those questions really, they're confronting for yeah. some people. Like oh. we do a lot of work with women and, and help them build their businesses from scratch. And they're kind of the questions we ask. We ask like, what's your why? Why are you here? Like, what do you want this to be what, for yeah. you? Like, yeah. what, what's your vision? Like, what do you want to create for your family? What type of legacy do you want to leave behind? And people don't, ask themselves those questions like, I never thought like that yeah it's no. cool that you did that because like yeah. if you don't think like that your employee is not thinking that for you like no, it's right. actually it's, this is your life you get to create a life that you love so how do you want to spend it exactly and I think the cool thing was that you know I didn't know like some people just know like I just want to be a hairdresser or I want to be in the health and, and wellness business and they just know without a shadow of doubt I had no idea I just knew I wanted to do something um in the tea industry um you know I for years and years I was convinced that I was going to own this little tea house it was going to be adorable <laughs> you know it was going to be so pretty it was going to be filled with pink girly crap that there's I there's still love. time for that, I know that. <laughs> that's probably just what my house looks like now um, <laughs> but then I started to research this concept of having a tea house and I was like oh my god I don't actually want to wipe tables. I don't want to have to serve someone tea every day like it. 
a coffee shop or a cafe. Like, as in, I've never worked in hospitality. That's what a tea house was. It was hospitality. And I went, Mm. okay, awesome. Let's tick that off the list. Like, now I know what I don't want. Let's keep going and finding out what I do want as well. And, you know, I think that's the big thing when you're starting a business and you're starting an idea. You don't have to know it straight away it's okay it to go yeah, yeah I think I want this and then I think I want that like you know I, I remember after tea house then it was oh maybe I could be an event planner and I could create tea parties for people and I started to go down that and then I was like oh my god where would I store all these teacups and then mm. like do I give them my teacups to use? Well, no, that's like a family heirloom. What if someone breaks my great-grandmother's royal Albert? Like, <laughs> are you kidding me? I'll probably punch you in the face unintentionally if you're a client and we can't punch clients in the face. Yeah, like, unfortunately. <laughs> no, you know? So then it was like, okay, well, I don't actually want to be an event planner and, and host tea parties. And it was also the fact that tea parties are majority, you know, like you do a hen's party or, or whatever, bridal shower, and they're always on a weekend. I was like, well, then I lose my weekends. Mm. So you kind of had to go down that path to think about it to then pull it back and go well is that the lifestyle that I actually want it's great to have a business idea but you've kind of got to think about the other logistics behind it you know do you have kids how much time is it going to take away from your kids I wanted an overseas holiday every year well could I take a month off and it wouldn't impact my business or was I doing that in peak time where I was going to be losing my revenue like there was all these things that I kind of thought about and you know as girls we are overthinkers that's kind of just a natural thing and this is the one time where it's good to overthink (laughs) like you kind of want to go with that so yeah (laughs) So, so, so oh, do you want to? I was, say, so I was like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I was just, I kind of want to know more about what you've created. Then, like, what has it evolved into? Tell, tell us a little bit about the Tea Whisperer and what you do now. It did evolve over time, and the one consistent thing that I kept coming back to was tea. That was, it had been in my life for years and years and years. You know, when I started corporate, I was this young little thing, and I used to have to go to all these meetings with clients and. I didn't drink coffee, but it was really embarrassing to order hot chocolate at a meeting. Like, no one takes you professional when you're, like, 25 and you're talking to men in their 50s about multi-millions of dollars and you're like, hi, can I please have a hot chocolate? With two white marshmallows. exactly. So I started drinking tea in a professional context so that it had already been there. And then... I love this because it's me. I always order a hot chocolate. My, I need to start ordering tea. (laughs) I feel like there was this pressure for me to drink coffee, but I've never drank coffee, and I'm like, I feel like I have to. There's this social pressure for me to be taken seriously. I've got to drink coffee. Coffee is like it's like the professional drink. I'll drink it with in an espresso martini. That's all the time I'll drink it. Exactly right. And so, like then, so the the tea was already there. I drank it in my personal life. Um, But what happened, I guess, when we go back to the four year. Mark was that there was a member of my family who um, was impacted very severely by mental health and we um, I didn't know how to cope at that stage and neither did that person so we found that sometimes neither of us knew what to say to each other Uh, neither of us knew what to do so we would sit with a cup of tea because it was like the tea was sitting there in between as that icebreaker. Like you could have a sip when you didn't know what to say, mm-hmm. so it wasn't quite so awkward. Or, you know, um, you had something to do with your hands because you could put it around the actual 
cup or the mug that you were drinking from um and also you know this person in particular one of one of their biggest struggles was the fact that they drunk so much coffee and and you put coffee with mental health um medication Mm -hmm. and it's just this crazy stimulus where (laughs) it's just a whole barrel of fun but on a whole different level you know and so it was like okay let's substitute the coffee out because it's not actually good for you at the moment and let's tag the tea in um, so what I then did was I took all of that stuff and I noticed that it wasn't actually about the tea. It was the connection that I was having with a person. So in my corporate job, uh, I would notice that one of my staff members would be stressed or maybe something had gone on in their personal life and they came in that morning and there was just something not quite right. I say, like, hey, do you want to go have a cup of tea? And it was this informal way of having a chat with someone and you check in on each other's mental health. Or I would say to them, hey, can you go make a cup of tea? And so I would, they would go off, they would make their own cup of tea and they would check in on their own mental health and go, whew, I've got to tell my boss something's not going on. Like, you know, something's, something's not right. Um, and then obviously with my family, it was the fact that, I just could sit with you and you just knew I couldn't fix your problems. Whatever whatever was going on, the demons that you were fighting in your own head, I can't fix these for you, but I can be here and I can let you know by just sitting with you, maybe in silence, have a cup of tea, that I'm here, you yeah. know? So from that, I then developed my own tea line. So um, you could you could buy a bag of tea or alternatively a gift box and it was everything you needed for a good cup of tea in a gift box and they were themed differently so some people are morning people and and you know they they just want to start their day off with a cup of tea and they want that five minutes to themselves before the world turns into this crazy storm where you're like oh my god I'm getting pulled into five different directions Mm -hmm. in just two minutes yeah um some people like to relax at night time and they like to have that cup of tea at night before they go to bed it's kind of like their calming way to to just chill out after a really busy day so um, I developed the, the line of tea and I developed the gift boxes and a portion, I decided that um, I wanted to give back. That was a really big thing for me. So I decided to donate a portion of our profits from every sale back to mental health and suicide prevention charities within Australia. So um. I felt that I got the best of every world because I was doing something for my family. It was a legacy that I was building with my family. I felt like I was giving back because that was a really big thing for me. And I felt in the corporate world, I just couldn't give back the Mm. same way. You know, I could give a presentation or I could give a solution to a problem, but anyone could have walked in and got training and done my job. This was a way Mm. that I could personally give back. And it was using a product that I absolutely adore and love. Mm. I love tea. I love everything about it. I love the smell. I love the texture. I love that it can have health benefits for you. There's so many positive things about tea. So I got to combine all of that and put it into a business that then paid my bills. That's yeah. so cool. Boom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mic <Mike> drop. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and, I, and I'm out. Like, I in. love it. And I think what's even more important from, from where I sit is actually you're actually providing people with a way to talk about mental health. Like, yeah. it's actually right, not getting rid of the stigma because I think that's we're still a long way to go, but it's making people feel comfortable actually Let's chat. And it's yeah. even with gift ideas, I've used, I've actually bought a couple of your gift sets for um, <laughs> you people for Christmases or birthdays. I think it's a really nice gesture, which also encourages them to invite someone around for tea. 
and actually the intention behind it. I know you always have like a really pretty saying or a quote yeah. in the box as well. And it's just, it's such a thoughtful and kind gift that, like I said, it's raising awareness and actually getting people talking about their mental health. Yeah. Thanks. Amazing. I love, Thanks. I love that. I love that feedback. So... Yeah, I really love what you're doing because you, you have your business and yeah. you're really passionate about it. It's the way that you give back to the community as well. But you also have a job on the side. Well, you do, I do. both hand in hand, right? So yeah. this is kind of like a side hustle for you. Absolutely. And and um, it's it's gone in peaks and troughs in, mm. in the years. So I've only um, had the business, I guess, you know, some people would say it's a short time, but I feel like what I've done in the, the time, it's been 18 months you know, that we actually went live and we launched it. There was a lot of work that went on behind the scenes before that. I would probably only say even six months. You can get a lot done mm. in six months. And uh, I was doing that while I was working close to a 60-hour week um, in addition to having a um, family member who was in a mental health ward at the time. Um, and so people say to me all the time, oh, my gosh, you're so amazing. You've got, you know, you do all this stuff and I just don't have time. <laughs> and I love that. I love it when people say that to me because I'm like, oh, really? Right. Why, why do you think I have time? And they're like, oh, well, you, you don't have kids. Kids take up a lot of time. Yeah, but I have a dog that needs to be walked twice a day. And I have to go to the hospital to, you know, see my family members. Or I have to, I still have to go to the gym. Like, we all have things. And I'm not saying that anything is more important or less important than the other. But if you want your business to grow, and it could be that maybe you're building your business so that you can take your family on a holiday. You just want enough money to be able to pay for a holiday at the end of the year and not actually have to take that out of the family budget. Or you want it to be that, you know, you build it so that you can work part-time so that maybe then, you know, you can um, catch up with your girlfriends on a Tuesday just for lunch or heck you might just want a day for yourself like know, just, right? god just, forbid how selfish you, oh, <laughs> you know like it's it's so nice that I get to have like I get to schedule time in my calendar now to make sure that my floors are clean because <laughs> before heck like you, there was no three second rule in my house like you didn't eat anything off the floor because it was disgusting <laughs> but you know like as in it's this whatever you're building it for there's no right or wrong but you have to schedule that time and I say schedule because you go to work all day every day and then you get home and then you've got to make your dinner and then you've got to you know sit down and watch Married at First Sight and then you've got to like talk to your mom and then you've got to reply to all the text messages that your friend sent about like a wedding and you're in the group chat and you've missed it all because you've been at work all day right and there's all this stuff that you gotta do well you gotta do an hour of work like if you want to do that and you're going to be tired and you're going to be cranky and you're going to go to work with your undies inside out because that happened to me a few times (laughs) but like at least you got undies on so that's the main thing but you know like you've got to schedule in whatever it is that you want to do that week you've got to do it it's it is hard and I, I won't lie about it and there will be weeks where you won't want to do it and that's also okay. Like you've got to be gentle on yourself that if you're mm. working a 40-hour week hypothetically for someone else's business, it's also okay to go, you know what, stop it. I'm going to take a holiday this week from my own business. Like I did. I took holidays all the time because yeah. I was like, I just don't have the energy to do it. Or I just don't have the creative mindset for whatever I needed to do. You know, like if I was working on 
branding and I was selecting the color that my logo wanted to be well every shade of pink looked exactly the same to me and I was going oh god like what pink am I gonna have this week like oh this is too hard basket where it was such an easy task like this is a dark pink this is a medium pink and this is a light pink just pick a pink sky well sometimes you just don't have the mental capacity to do that so put it to the side come back next week like there's no I think as women we put so much pressure on ourselves that we want to have this business but we've got to have it now yeah. Well, you don't. Like, you can have it a month later. Like, is it really going to make that big of an impact to the whole world if you launch it a month later than what you scheduled? And I think there's so many women that I talked to, and I read a really cool stat the other day, and I was trying to find it before, but I couldn't find it, <laughs> that there's so many people these days who are starting, like, a side hustle. It's something that they're doing alongside work, like you said, whether it's just to have an extra bit of money and take them on a holiday or so they have a little bit they can go back on their full-time work so they can be there for the school pickup or for yep. whatever reason it is. So... What do you think, what advice would you give to those people who are maybe thinking already are on their project of a side hustle? Like, what advice would you give them? Um, oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, advice. I think, um, I think the advice that I give, and I, this is something that someone sort of gave to me in a very short form and I kind of expanded it, was kind of write a list of what you actually want to do. And then pull that list back. So it could be that you wanted to create a website so people can see your services or your products. So you might, you know, you might be a personal trainer and um, you're wanting to put on there an eight week challenge or something, um, but you don't even have a website yet. Or it could be that, you know, in my case, I, I wanted to, you know, to sell my tea and I wanted it to be in cafes and giftware stores and I wanted it to be online and then I wanted it to be everywhere. Well, okay, that's not going to happen this week. So I would then pull it back and go, okay, well, this week, you know what? I just want to get a cool social media. Like I want to have cool content to put on social media. That's it. That's all I want to do this week, you know? So it wasn't this whole, I had to do everything straight up. Baby steps. Yeah, it was all baby baby steps. steps. Because then you felt like even though you were going to work Monday to Friday, nine to five, you could you were still working on something your own you know like so you might get an hour for lunch and you sit in the tea room and maybe it is that you scroll on Instagram for that hour and find you know other businesses that you like and you go wow that's cool I'd love my Instagram to look like that or it could be um you know I would I would go up to Lincraft in my lunch break and I would go and look at ribbon swatches because I wanted I knew I wanted ribbon to be tied around my gift boxes so then I would get swatches of ribbon and then I would go back to the office and I you know I'd pin it to my computer and be like so I'd be on a call to a client talking about my normal nine to five Monday to Friday job but I'd have the the ribbon sitting on the on the computer and be like oh I don't like that one that's ugly like that's (laughs) definitely not going to be on the box so it was kind of it was cheeky but I was working for myself whilst I was also working for my boss and I was getting paid you know because that's the other thing is that we all want to start these businesses and so many people say oh I'll wait until I've got ten thousand dollars in the bank or I'll wait until I've got twenty thousand dollars or I'll wait until I get that bonus or whatever the case Eh, wrong like there's so many things that you could be doing in the short term that don't cost any 
money or very little yeah. money that will help you longer term as well. Yeah. So what type of work do you do when you are working on the business and when do you do it? Like what type of time are you doing it in? Okay, so um, I've, I've now left the corporate world. So I'm no longer in the corporate world. Um, and I now work, I now have uh, two different clients that I work for that actually pay me. Um, and they and they pay me to do different things. But the, the best part that I got about it was that when I went and approached those clients to work for them, I was very honest and very open and transparent about my business. And I said, look, this is my mm. actual goal. I want my business to grow. Um, I'm working on my business but I want to work for you guys because I believe in what you're doing. Um, one of the one of the companies that I work for is a charity. So, for example, I said to them, I want to work for you guys, um, but I'm running my business as well. So what I did was I actually negotiated with them that I would work a certain amount of hours a week for them, but I didn't have to work it on a specific day oh, or a awesome. specific time. So for the charity, I work an eight-hour I guess, day, but it might be that I work two hours on a Monday and then I might work another four hours on a Wednesday afternoon, etc. Um, that doesn't mean that I don't have accountabilities and deadlines and, and responsibilities to that client, but it does mean that if I, I might go and have a meeting with our CEO um, and that might be on a Thursday at 10 o'clock, great, that's locked into my diary and I know that. And then I know that that meeting is going to go for roughly about two and a half hours or whatever, so I finish around lunchtime. And then I'll go and work on the tea whisperer for the mm. rest of the day. Um, what I do do, and this is something that works really well for me, is because every day is different. And what those two clients need is different during their weeks as well, is that I sit down on a roughly sort of a Sunday afternoon or a Monday morning and I look at my, my actual diary for the week and it's got in there both my work responsibilities and then also my personal and my fun stuff that I do. And I go, okay, well, it's Monday you know, today I'm going to do three hours worth of work from nine till 12 and that will be on the Tea Whisperer. Then I've got a client meeting for the charity, um, you know, from two till four, then that's it. That's mm -hmm. all I'm going to do for the day because then I've got dinner with my girlfriends that night. Okay, great. That's my Monday. And then my Tuesday could look completely different. It could be that I'm going to go in and go into the second clients and maybe sit there in their office for seven hours for that day and just do a normal day's work. Um, and pump that out. So then it's just that, um, I guess, the transparency with, you know, people. People really respect the fact that you do have a hustle and that you are wanting to do it for whatever reason. Um, and as long as you're accountable to them and you're meeting their expectations, that I mm. think people are becoming a lot more Linear. open to yeah. it. You know, if you look at, I guess, what's happening um in the workplaces now, you know, they are looking at things like working from home options. There is looking at hot desks. Employees are be employers are becoming a lot more open to things. Um, so I think that's kind of where where it would be. Cool. Yeah. I was also going to ask, do you think <clears throat> along your journey, have you had moments of self-doubt where you've kind of asked, what are you doing? <laughs> Holy mackerel. Like I do ask that. I ask that, I reckon, at least once a week every week since I've started and on completely different reasons you know um I remember when I very first started I was like well why would people buy my tea you can buy tea at Coles you can buy it at T2 you you can buy it anywhere you know you can get it from your grandma's cupboard um but so why would someone buy my tea like what why would they and you just need to remind yourself that 
you will find the people that will buy your product, no matter what it is. You know, there's a billion personal trainers out there now. And I'm not going to lie, I will tend to go for the male who looks just delicious in a pair of shorts. You know, like, I will tend to go for him, even though my body will never, ever look like his. I need to be trained by him and whatever eight-week challenge he's doing, I'm doing it too. But... You know, like that's that's me. And whereas obviously if I was this little tiny bride that wanted to lose weight and look like a particular woman, then I'm going to go and source out that woman to look like or, yeah. to, or to train my body or do whatever needs to be done. So don't doubt the fact why would people back my business or why would people choose me? Because mm. there is five billion trillion, a billion people in the world, there will be someone that backs your business. Um, so that's just one doubt I had, you know, um, another doubt I had was, oh my God, I don't know anything about business. I didn't go to uni. I didn't go and study business or marketing or whatever be the case, but I know how to find a library and I know how to find a book. There is always and a YouTube. book. YouTube's oh, awesome. YouTube. Oh my goodness. I didn't even know how to use, it's really embarrassing, but I didn't even know how to use YouTube until about two years ago when my sisters were like, you're a loser. We're going to teach you how to use YouTube. Like it will change your world. Suddenly yeah. your makeup will look amazing and you know, like yeah. you suddenly learn how to do a push up or I don't know, bake a cake. I hate cats, but suddenly I've watched a billion cat videos on YouTube. <laughs> like that's, you know, there's so many resources out there now. You, I guess, mm. don't doubt yourself on your own ability because there's so many options out there. You know, you can, I've had women come to me and say, hey, can I have a coffee with you because I like this part about your business? And I'm like, they're like, how did you do it? Like what uni degree did you do? Or like what online course or whatnot? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like <laughs> I, I self-taught. Yeah, like I, I called up a company and I, you know, I didn't know how to create a website. I didn't even know anything. I didn't own my first computer until the age of 32. Yeah. I'd never owned a computer before in my life. And I suddenly had to create a website. So I spent mm. hours on the phone with their tech support going, hi, I can't seem to click the button. <laughs> and they're like, okay, that's because you're not. I, like, see the button to the right of that button? Like, that's the button you are. Okay. I love that. Yeah. Sorry. There's constantly the do you doubt yourself. Yeah. yeah. So I guess last question, just mm-hmm. to sort of wrap things up, for those on the line or listening in who have a side hustle and, I mean, it's not easy, it's not the unicorns and roses no. and it's not, you know, I, I know it what it's like, I know what it's like when you have a side hustle going on and you've still got life going on, what would your best advice for those people be? Oh, um... I guess my advice is that I didn't want to be the little old lady sitting on my porch, you know, drinking a cup of tea in 50 years' time going, geez, I had a good idea and I Mm. wish I'd done it. Mm. You know, I wanted to be that lady that gave it a crack and then went, heck, that was one hell of an adventure or, geez, that was a really dumb idea. (laughs) Like, one way or the other. You want to know one way. I guess my advice is just give it a try. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't have to spend a lot of money in business to create a business. You can do things that you can test it out so it doesn't affect your family income or or your personal situation. Or you you can do it as a side hustle while you're working so that that way you can build it into something. But don't sit there going, I wish, I wish, I wish. Your family and friends won't think you failed because they'll actually go, you gave it a shot. Like, you did it. 
doesn't matter that it didn't work or it did work and no one can judge whether it did or didn't work because you're the only person that knew what you wanted to get out of it you know um I didn't know when I started the tea whisperer that I wanted it to be on the journey that it is now I didn't know that um and it's only because I gave it the time and love and I've changed direction of where I want to take it to where it's going now but it's so cool I love it and and my advice would just be just give it a crack give it give it something awesome that's great advice (laughs) and so if our listeners would love to get their hands on of your beautiful tea sets and your gift sets where can they find you sure so you can head over to our website which is the teawhisperer.com.au and you can purchase anything you want there knowing that a portion of our profits is donated back to mental health and suicide prevention I love it. And they're gorgeous. And the tea is delicious. I still have some in the cupboard. <laughs> Why didn't we have a tea throughout oh, no, this podcast? Yeah. What were we thinking? Oh, yeah. Oh, Thanks well. for jumping on, Sky. I really appreciate your time. You're welcome. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. We hope you loved that episode of the Babes Talking Business vlogcast, guys. We're just loving bringing you these episodes. Our mission is to share and add value to your week, whether you're a budding entrepreneur or you're a veteran in the owning your own business game. Don't forget, if you're loving our podcast, we would like love for you to rate us and drop us some love on the iTunes app because we want to know your feedback. We want to know what you're thinking. Once a week, one lucky reviewer will be shouted out on our Instagram. So when you leave us some feedback on the iTunes app, don't forget to include your Instagram handle and or your website so that we can shout you out. Guys, you can follow us on Instagram by going to at Babes Talking Business. You can check out our website at www.babestalkingbusiness.com and This podcast is actually a vlogcast as well, meaning you can watch each and every single interview by heading over to our YouTube channel. All the links for all of these are below in the podcast notes and on our website as well. Thanks for tuning in.